على الموؤوث رحمة للعالمين نبينا وحبيبنا محمد صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم أما بعد اليوم 17 من شهر رمضان الكريم المبارك 1442 الموافق ل 29 من شهر أبريل 2021 نواصل درسنا في هذا الكتاب المبارك كتاب الله عز وجل صلى الله سبحانه وتعالى أن يبارك فينا جميعا وأن يتقبل منا القليل والكثير Today inshallah we will be dealing with the continuation of what we began before the beginning of Ramadan which is the tafsir of Surah Al-Kahf and if I'm not mistaken Abdurrahman we Talk about absir bihi wa asmi, sah? Daza ma'lahum min dunihi min waliyin wa la shiriku fi hukumihi ahada, sah? Okay. What's the ma'ahilik? So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he told us the brief about the story of the people of Kahf. And one of the most important lessons we should learn from that story is dedication and also being strong when it comes to the test, not to compromise any part of the religion. And we learn from this that success lies at the side of those people who are, who are righteous. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala never disappoints his people. And the care of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is always uh, with and on those people who are righteous and not willing to compromise any part of their deen. So istiqama and strong faith in Iman which is supported by a strong uh, istiqama in the life of the believer and also great motivation for the Shabab because Allah said they were fitya, fitya means young people you know they believe in Allah and they show strong and they maintain their faith they never compromise and also we learn from this story the sacrifice you know not favoring the dunya over the akhirah because those uh, young people according to some uh, narrations they belong to the royal families you know so they have the dunya with them you know they have everything but then they prefer to stay away from it for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to preserve their religion that's how Muslims should act wherever he is to remember that the real purpose and objective of his creation is to serve the religion of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and to believe in Allah and to maintain his faith and istiqama until the time he meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on, on the day of, of judgment. So, so many lessons we can, we can uh, take from this, but I guess this is uh, uh, more than enough so that we can move forward and, and get some other uh, benefit from the rest of uh, the, the, the surah insha'Allah. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَاتْلُ مَا أُوحِي إِلَيْكَ مِنْ كِتَابِ رَبِّكَ لَا مُبَدِّلَ لِكَلِمَاتِهِ وَلَنْ تَجِدَ مِنْ دُونِهِ مُلْتَحَدًا SubhanAllah. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is narrating the story of the people of Kahf to the Prophet because the, his people, they also have some similarity. You know, they look somehow like those people who are uh, uh, putting the people of Kahf, you know, on a trial. The Quraysh also, they were like that, you know, somehow. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is asking the Prophet to maximize his patience and his job is to recite the Quran and hold upon it. And this is very interesting, you know. That's the job of a believer. You should try to identify what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants you to do. Get busy with that. The rest 
or the activation of the result, you know, to make it effective, this is Allah's job. But you do your part, then Allah SWT will do the rest for you. So Allah told the Prophet SAW, Recite that which is revealed to you by Allah SWT from the book of your Lord. You know, that's the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that's the Quran. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commanded the Prophet to read and also read it to others. You know, it contained this word, it contained Iblagur Risala, you know, conveying the message to, to others. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commanded the Prophet to be busy with his job, reciting the Quran, conveying the message of the Quran to, to the Quraysh and to everyone. This book, there is no way for somebody to change it. And subhanAllah, up to date, this is the nature of Quran. You know, up to date, the only book that is intact and it will remain intact until the day of judgment is the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Quran. You know, the Orientalists and the enemies of the Quran, they already know that, that you cannot do anything that will change this book. You know. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told the Prophet sallallahu we protect the book. Your job is to read it to others and invite them to the word of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and to Islam. La mubaddil The book is so accurate and so perfect and so protected by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and nobody will have the ability to change any words in it. The way it is revealed is unique and interesting also. Because Ibrahim, when he comes to the Prophet sallallahu with the wahi, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, so Allah mentioned that he is the one who knows the ghayb and he doesn't expose his ghayb to anyone except those whom Allah is pleased with. So uh, and who are these? These are the angel. Jibreel alayhi salam was the one who was taking the divine revelation to the Prophet And he doesn't come alone, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said. He will come along with him with special guards, you know, the angels surrounding Jibreel. This is how he brings the wahi to the Prophet Very strong and beautiful scenario, you know, but that's how, how, how it is, you know. SubhanAllah. And this shows what? Seriousness. That this is a very serious matter with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's a very serious matter with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that's how we should take it. Unfortunately, we are very negligent, but to tell us that this is how Quran is given to the Prophet wasallam, that's enough, you know, to uh, guide us and to uh, inform us that this is very serious matter with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. قَالَ لَا مُبَدِّلَ لِكَلِمَاتِهِ وَلَنْ تَجِلَ مِن دُونِهِ مُلْتَحَدًا and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that this is your job and there is no way for you to find a protection except if you, I mean, refer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And subhanAllah. He says, recite that which is given to you and get busy with inviting people, you know, to Islam and you will never find somebody to protect you other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, but before then, that is also an ayah in Surah Al-Ma'idah when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala 
Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told the Prophet sallallahu to be busy conveying that which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed to him. If he doesn't do that, then he is not considered as somebody who conveyed the message. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told the Prophet sallallahu that's your job. When it comes to the protection, this is our job. Allah says, Wallahu ya'asimuka minan nas. Allah will protect you from the people. And Rasulullah doesn't feel comfortable. Some fear comes to him. So he was saying, you know, in his house, I wish there would be somebody from the believers who will come and guard my house. And it's subhanAllah. And he was just saying this and then he heard khashkhashat uh, as-silah. You know, somebody was uh, exercising his skills next to his house. You know? So the Prophet ﷺ asked, who is that? They told him, this is Sa'ad or Talha, one of them. And the Prophet ﷺ was so happy, you know. He was just sitting at home and then Allah just inspired him to go and uh, act as a security for the Prophet ﷺ. And at that moment, Rasulullah was just saying, I wish somebody would come, you know. So he went to guard Rasulullah So they told him he came to, uh, to guard you, Rasulullah. And then Allah revealed to him this ayah, Wallahu nas. Allah will protect you from people. So the Prophet immediately went out and he told him, and whoever was there with him, uh, you can just go. Uh, that is no need, inshallah. So, uh, so that's, that's the job of Rasulullah If he doesn't do that, he will never be protected. His job is to convey the message. If not, he will not be protected. So I said this is quite interesting because sometimes you're busy with the result, you know. No result, you know, in your da'wah, you don't see the, the physical result you're looking for. You think that is a failure. No, Allah doesn't look for, I mean, from you, the accomplishment of the result. Allah wants the dedication from your side. You know, you do what he asks you to do, the rest is his, you know. You do what he asks you to do, the rest is, is his. قال واصبر نفسك مع الذين يدعون ربهم بالغداة والعشي يريدون وجهه. So Allah subhanahu wa taala asked the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam to be patient. You know, to be patient and to control himself and to be patient and stay with those people who are reminding Allah subhanahu wa taala in the morning and the evening, morning and in the afternoon. He did you know what? They want nothing except the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa taala. Yani, uh, this, this ayah shows that in this life, if you want to succeed and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and you want Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to interfere, you know, to get involved in your, in your uh, activities and your life, then you must make sure that your partners and your friends, they are those righteous ones, regardless of their status, whether they're rich or they're poor, it doesn't matter. The point is, these are the people who fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this is very important. This is very important, Wallahi, my dear brothers and sisters. You know, always focus on the nature of that person who is approaching you. Not his, uh, I mean, that nature take the quality one. You know, don't go with the dunya. You know, he has to be somebody who is having the dunya, then you become his friend. You know, you let him come closer to you. you know, this is very wrong. And you will gain nothing except regret. Because those ones, most likely, they will never remind you about the fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Instead of doing that, they will demotivate you whenever you try to show strong in terms of sacrificing those things which are not supposed to be part of your risk, you know. 
I'm talking about haram because sometimes a business will come, a deal will come, which is so big, which is so big, you know. But then you will neglect it. You throw it away. Why you throw it away? Because Allah is not happy with that. You need somebody, a partner to tell you that, yes, this is what you should be doing. And that's why this issue of company is really, really important. You want to be, uh, 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 you want to have a company, make sure that the good ones are your company. So Imam Shafi used to say that, this is whenever you want to uh, take some people to be acting as your friends, as your brothers, your sisters, he said, take the best one amongst the people. Don't you ever agree to take somebody to be your friend if this person is corrupt. And if you do that, in the way he is destroyed, you are also going to be destroyed like him. Because naturally, a sahibu, sahib. A sahibu, sahib. You know, friends, they drag their friends. You know, friends imitate their friends. So that's why it is so important, you know. And as such, the Prophet Sallallahu told us, La sahib illa mu'minan. Don't you ever agree with somebody to be part of you, to be your friends, you know, to be your partner, to be your wife, to be your husband, you know, except somebody who, who is mu'min. He did not even say Muslim, he said mu'min. He says, uh, And don't let anyone eat your food except somebody who fears Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in Surah Al-Furqan, He talks about the regret of somebody who did not take this advice of Rasulullah sallallahu properly. He will really regret. The regret that yani, nobody will be wishing to be in, in that position. You know. So it's very important, as I said, when you are choosing a partner, to make sure that you choose the best one. Khadija radiallahu anha, the wife of Rasulullah sallallahu I just want to give you two examples. You know. Khadija radiallahu anha, when she decided to stay away from focusing on the dunya and to look for quality, she agreed to go with the Prophet sallallahu and she proposed, you know, she proposed to marry him. She was so rich. And he was working under her, actually. But subhanAllah, she sensed this righteousness from him and good quality. She realized that there's a person that shouldn't be missed. And subhanAllah, she made the right choice. You know. And my dear brothers and sisters, this is the best example we need you know, when it comes to this, uh, this issue of the friendship and partnership. Allah, this is the best example you need. You know, so she agreed to stay away from anything, you know, and go and focus on righteousness. Did she succeed in that choice? Yes. It's the success that is not going to be followed by failure at all. That's why she got that high position, you know, subhanAllah. Imagine Allah, Rabbul Alameen. You know, she has so many things, you know, but imagine this one, Allah, Rabbul Alameen, Allah, Allah, Allah. I'm repeating the words so that you will remember who is this, you know. Allah, Rabbul Alameen, is sending Jibreel, alayhi salam, to come all the way from the heavens to the earth, you know, 
to meet the Prophet and to say to the Prophet that Allah you know, is saying salam to her. I think we missed this, you know. Imagine, you know, Allah wants to send Jibreel to convey his salam, you know. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told Jibreel to convey his salam to her. You can see how strong is this, you know, position that she acquired. And how did she manage to get this position? Because she made the right choice of who to be in her companionship. She chose Rasulullah She did not even know who he was, but she focused on the quality. She succeeded. Very beautiful words. When she came to Jibreel, Jibreel uh, she did not see him. The Prophet uh, Jibreel, Jibreel even to even the way, subhanAllah, he was uh, telling the Prophet about uh, uh, Khadija. It was so interesting, you know. He said, Ya Rasulullah, this is Khadija coming to us. If she, if she reach us, Please tell her Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent me specifically to convey his salam to her. Allah is saying, As-salamu alayki ya Khadija. Allah akbar. And when she come also, he also put his, you know. He said, when she come also, after you convey Allah's salam, please tell her I'm also saying salam to her. SubhanAllah. So that's the, the effect, you know, of choosing somebody who is one of the best in this life. So she succeeded. The same goes to Abu Bakr. Subhanallah, that man, you know, I, I, you lost words when you are talking about his position in Islam, you know, and what, what put him into that position? His companionship to Rasulullah, and all the companionship of the Prophet also, they've, they, they succeeded because of their companionship. A poet says, as Safarin, he says, وَكُلُّ مَنْ صَحَّبَهُ الرَّسُولُ حَازُوا بِهِ الْفَضْلِ فَهُمْ عُدُولُ you know, that's uh, Ibn Abdul Qawi. He says, whoever happened to be the companion of the Prophet وسلم, those ones, they already succeeded and they got all the virtues and they are all trustworthy. You know, stay away from all of these, you know. Kalb, 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 in the previous story, dog, this uh, dog, you know, agree to go with those people who are righteous. He succeeded. Allah SWT told us about his story, you know. The story, and whenever he talked about them, he mentioned the dog also. And this mention of the dog, which is included in the praise for the people of Kahf, it remained until the Day of Judgment. We read it, even in our prayers. So take this matter seriously, my dear brothers and sisters. Open your eyes. Open your eyes. Open your eyes. You're the one who is looking for a husband. Open your eyes. Open your eyes. Very, very much open your eyes. And don't make, don't, I mean, don't you ever agree to take somebody who is not righteous. Wallahi, this is my personal advice out of love. Be patient, you know. Don't you ever agree to go with anyone except somebody who is, who is righteous. Who is righteous. That's the only person who will respect if, if he is happy and he will not harm when he is sad. And he will cut and hold upon your hand to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala peacefully. The same goes to the, the brothers. Also, when it comes to the companionship, make sure that you take the best. Somebody who has good manners and also good religion. Both of them. You know, otherwise, at the end of the day, you will regret. You know, you will regret, you will regret. The same goes to somebody who is looking for friends, you know. And this is the epitome of this era. A person will tell you that I cannot stay away from these friends, you know. 
I'll be wondering why person is not benefiting you and dragging you to Hawiyah, to Jahannam. And then a person will tell you that it's not easy to stay away from them. Wallahi, that's ignorance. That's ignorance, ignorance. The peak of stupidity is this. You sell your akhirah with the dunya, with somebody who will come and take you and put you inside the grave and run away. That's it. Your friends, your family, these people, they will come and take a person and put him inside the grave and they leave him alone. So if a person is going to say, I cannot stay away from them, and they're dragging him to disobedience, you know, what happened to the smartness? What happened to the aql? You know? So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told the Prophet sallallahu about this companionship, who to be in your part, uh, I mean, who to be uh, acting as your companion, I mean, who to be in, uh, I, mean, uh, 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 I mean, close to you, who are to be your companions. You know? Allah says to the Prophet Sallallahu Be patient with those righteous people who are worshiping Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala day and night, and they're looking for nothing except the pleasure of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. They said that uh, it is narrated that Quraysh once told the Prophet Sallallahu that you have to stay away from those weak elements. If you stay away from them, we can come to you. And uh, this is the Sunnah. Of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in this life, you know. They told Nuh alayhi salam. They said, Aradiluna, you know. They said, The weak among us are your followers, and we cannot stay in the place where they are. If they, be in, if they are in a place, we cannot be in that place. This is a peak of disrespect, you know. Our position is much higher than theirs, you know. SubhanAllah. So they told Nuh alayhi salam. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reminded the Prophet that this is a sunnah. You remember the Hiracle, Hiracle, you know, the emperor of Rome. You know, the Romans, the, the king. You know. uh, when he was asking Abu Sufyan, he asked him, uh, uh, I mean, uh, in one of his questions, he told him, who are the followers of Rasulullah? He says, أَشْرَافُ النَّاسِ أَمْ Is he followed by the noble and the notables? amongst the uh, members of the community, or he is followed by the weak element in the society. Abu Sufyan was a kafir in those days, but he told him the truth. He says, no, those who followed him are the weak one. And guess what was the answer from the uh, Heraclius, the comment by the Heraclius? He told him, Rusul." He said, these are the ones that are only known to be the followers of the messengers of Allah all the time. He was trying to do his own interview and analysis to see if he can make a conclusion that this is the final message of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And he did reach that conclusion, but dunya deceived him. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is advising the Prophet not to stay with somebody except those poor and, and needy people who are having nothing in this life except to look for their earning and the life and also to please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in all aspects. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Don't you ever let your eyes go beyond these ones. You know, they were asking the Prophet to stay away from uh, the, 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 I mean, the, the weak amongst the members of the community, such as Bilal and Suhaib and Khubayb, you know, and all of those ones that are known, and Khabbab, you know, that are known to be punished by the 
by the uh, idol worshippers during the Meccan period. So they asked him, our condition to follow you is to leave these ones, then we will replace them. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told them, uh, he told the Prophet sallallahu Don't you ever chase them away. And be patient with them. So Allah says, Don't you ever cross them and go and look for somebody else just because you're looking for the dunya. And don't you ever obey those people who are asking you to neglect these ones and uh, uh, and do what and come to them, you know, then they will accept you. Allah says, Don't you ever obey Subhanallah. the one that we diverted his heart from our remembrance. If you're looking for the most negligent person when it comes to the remembrance of Allah is this one. So Allah said, What do you expect somebody who is not remembering Allah in his life? The person who is not remembering Allah in his life, what do you expect from him? Be negligent and also following the desire. That's why Allah says, because wallahi, this is the result, confirmed result. If you stay away from the remembrance of Allah, you're going to be following your desire. Allah says about the Jew, He says, uh, Sorry, they neglected the book which is beneficial to them, which doesn't contain any harm, the Torah. So what did they end up worshipping? Idols. And they end up reading other books. So when you stay away from the remembrance of Allah, you're going to remember shaitan. You're going to be following your desire. It's just like that. Either you remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or you will be following your desire. So Allah says, don't you ever listen to that person who refuses to remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and worship him and he is always following his desire. Whatever his soul suggests to him, just do that. That's why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Whenever you see him, you will see him being negligent in all of his affairs. You might say, but yeah, those people that are succeeding in the dunya, they're very big business people and all of these things. No. No. Because when you are with and uh, you're not with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah will remove the barakah from your business. What is inside them is worse than what you can ever imagine of depression. That is something called pre pretending to be to be okay. person who is pretending to be okay but inside him is not okay he might tell you that I'm okay I don't have a problem but there is no way for you to stay away from Allah hotel and be at ease never so Allah told the Prophet and you see this person being negligent in almost everything in his life
And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَقُلِ الْحَقُّ مِنْ رَبِّكُمْ فَمَنْ شَاءَ فَلْيُؤْمِنْ وَمَنْ شَاءَ فَلْيَكْفُرْ SubhanAllah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, always speak the truth from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam told us that it is not halal for a Muslim to know the truth and not say it out to those who need it. It is impermissible. But you might be in a place where you cannot speak. You should look for somebody who can speak. If there is nobody who can speak, whereby if somebody is to speak about this issue, the problem and the facade, you know, the, 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 the evil that will take place is greater than the evil which is in existence. In this case, you don't do it. You don't speak. You keep quiet. You justify yourself by hating it and look forward you know, to get in somebody who can go and address the matter properly. We cannot just keep quiet forever. There has to be somebody who can talk. Either you or somebody in the authority who can go and fix it. But my job, your job, is to always speak the truth. We must do that. That's why the wisdom says, As-Sakitu al-Haqq, al-Sakitu al-Batil, the one who knows that this is Batil and he keeps quiet, is equal to Shaitan al-Akhras. Akhras is the, the muted person, somebody who cannot talk. You know. So, and that's also one of the benefits of having a good partnership. Because a good believer is the person that whenever he sees something wrong, he fixes it. As the Prophet said, Al-Mu'minu A believer is like the mirror to his brother. Whenever he sees something wrong in him, he fixes it. So Allah says, You should say the truth. In what you know to be the truth, you should say it. And this one, even if you don't do it, yeah, I might give you the fatwa that I don't do. It doesn't matter. You should focus on the fatwa and do it. You know, it's, what I'm doing is wrong. Absolutely wrong. And I will be held responsible. And if somebody gets distracted because of my attitude, because people will say, how come? If it is correct, why didn't you do it? But in Islam, the Mustafta, the person who you are, I mean, looking for fatwa from him, he has to be honest. As the Prophet said, Al-Mustashar Mu'taman. Mustashar is somebody who is consulted by others, then he has to be Amin. He has to be Amin. And that's we got it from the hadith of Abu Haytham when the Prophet asked him to choose one of the two slaves. He said, Ya Rasulullah, ikhtarli. You know, and that's, uh, that's also a very good lesson for us. That you should trust Allah to choose for you. You should trust the Prophet to choose for you. And my dear brothers and sisters, if our life is like this, we will definitely succeed. And we will have an ease in our life. I have no doubt on this. If Allah is the one who is choosing for you what to do, the Prophet is choosing for you what to do. How to get this? You don't contact Allah like this and tell him choose for me. Yeah, in the istikhara we do that. But how do I know that this is what Allah has chosen for me, you know? Make sure that you do what he asks you to do. Yeah, you know that this is haram. There is riba in it. You know that Allah doesn't want you to do this. And there is another option which doesn't have riba in it. So you know that this is what Allah has chosen for you. And this is where the success lies. The same goes to the Prophet If you do that, you will definitely succeed. With no doubt, you will definitely succeed. And this is how the life of a believer should, should be.
So this, this person told the Prophet Sallallahu Ya Rasulullah, choose for me one of them. The Prophet Sallallahu said, you take one. So Abu Haytham said, Ya Rasulullah, choose for me one. The Prophet Sallallahu said, اختر هذا فإني رأيته يصلي. So the Prophet Sallallahu told him, take this one, because I saw him praying. SubhanAllah. This is also another lesson, you know. Hold to be in your company, the people who pray to Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala and worship Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. You really need this. The basis of uh, what you call test and examination on ta- in the time of the Prophet Sallallahu and selection and choice is what? Righteousness. And Asma bin Abi Bakr, the wife of uh, Zubair, she got a lot of a problem, you know, staying with him because he's a very sensitive person. He's a very sensitive person, you know. They even narrate that he once said that his, his anger is kafir. <laughs> kafir doesn't mean kafir disbelieving in Allah, but I mean, when he's angry, is really, really, really bad. So he's marked, you know. So she complained one day, because she works in the farm with him and all of these things. She talked to her father. Abu Bakr told her, uh, my daughter, please exercise patience. Because I heard Rasulullah saying, Inna Zubairan. Rajulun Salihan. Salihun. He says Zubair is a very righteous and good person. He wants her to get this company in this dunya and also in, in the akhirah. Not to tolerate that attitude because a Muslim should try and cool down himself. Don't raise up your hand on your family. This is wrong. The Prophet said, You will not find those people to be the best amongst you. So Abu Haytham told the Prophet وسلم, choose for me one of these uh, slaves. Since you asked me to choose, you choose for me. The Prophet وسلم, said uh, uh, to him, take this one for any right to who you That is a turfa, yani, uh, uh, here. You know, uh, they said you should always ask somebody who is an expert to choose for you. And when it comes to the Islam and a Muslim, you should always trust Allah and the Prophet who he sent you know, to make a choice for you. Otherwise, you will make the wrong choice. You know, you're going to have the wrong, the wrong choice. They gave an example for this person. They said it's a person who is, who is looking for a support. You know. he, got, uh, he found somebody, somebody uh, with sheep in the forest. He asked him to support him with one sheep. And that was night, you know. Uh, he said, please support me. So the man told him, go and choose. What was he supposed to do? Tell him, choose for me the best one. Just give me one, which is good. He refused to do that. He was so greedy. He went to choose for himself. You know? So what happened was, you know, this is just an example. Huh? What happened was, he went at night, and then he chose one of them. When the light comes, the morning light comes, he found a out that he chose the dog, you know. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so he found out that actually the one that the one that he brought home was was a dog, you know. So may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guide us to the truth. When you trust uh, when you trust Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the Prophet sallallahu you will never regret in your choice. So he said ya Rasulullah. So the Prophet sallallahu told him Al Mustasharu Mu'taman the one whose advice is needed. If you're consulted by anyone, you're mustashar, you know, consultant, and you are supposed to be acting as Amin. The Prophet ﷺ told him this. He said, Al-Mustashar Mu'taman. You are seeking for my advice, and I have to act as an Amin to tell you what I believe to be the, the correct 
approach and the correct option for you. That's why he told him, take this one for inni ra'aytuhu yusalli. He said, take this one because I saw him praying to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Subhanallah. And that prayer saved that man because when Abu Haytham took the, the, the man to the house and the wife asked him, how did he get this person? And she narrated the story to, uh, he narrated the story to her that I went to the Prophet wasallam, and the Prophet told me this and that. And then he said, choose this one because I saw him praying, you know. And that's the good thing also about partnership, you know. He has a very good wife who is not thinking of dunya, you know. All of them, if you go to the silsila of those zawjat, Ashab al-Nabi starting from the Prophet the wife is supposed to be acting as a comfort. And you get that? It's not like when you come back home, you will be willing that you go back to your office, you know. <laughs> anyway, I'm just uh, trying to make some jokes. So, you need somebody at home that will support you in your decision. And we have, subhanAllah, very excellent example from the life of the predecessors. When the Prophet wasallam got scared of Jibreel salam, where did he go? He went home. To who? To Khadija anha. The Prophet went home to Khadija. Why did he go? Because he, he knows he has somebody at home who can cool him down. You know, not just the dunya thing, no. Cool him down. You know, he's dealing with somebody who's so smart, she can say to him some word that would take him down. Take him down, I don't mean to put him down and disrespect him, I mean, cool him down. When he went to the Khadija and he told her what he saw, SubhanAllah Khadija, he was panicking, you know, he was, he was, he was scared. You know, he's like, his, his, uh, his body, his chest is shivering, you know. So Khadija told him, relax. She said, Kalla, Wallahi la yukhzik Allahu abadan. SubhanAllah. She said, Allah SWT will never disrespect you, will never humiliate you. And then she told him the qualities that he has, which naturally people like him cannot be disappointed by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And she called him down. You know. And that's how it is, you know. She doesn't cry. You know, many <laughs> will cry, you know. So it doesn't solve the problem. But although you are, you, you know that, yes, somebody is concerned, but it doesn't solve your problem. It might increase your... Your hardship, you'll be thinking that, yeah, since she cried, that's mean it's really too much, you know. Imagine when you go to the medical doctor and he narrates your story to him. You cry because it's too much. And then the doctor also starts crying. <laughs> I, I think if you are serious in your matter, most likely you will never take this person seriously. But doctors in the hospital, people are crying. <clears throat> they don't smile, but they don't cry. They tell me, it's okay, relax, 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 we will do our best, you know, relax, relax, we will, we will try to see how to uh, take control, you know. Anyway, we have a lot, you know, and I, I, I just decided to talk about this because the life we're living nowadays, you know, look at it when the coronavirus comes, you know, people go home, now they, they happen to stay with their wives, you know, 24 hours sometimes, 24 hours. They are telling us that many marriages are getting problem because of this. Whereas it is supposed to be an opportunity that this person now is having a break, you know, to come back to the family and create a good relationship between him and his family. What he missed before, now this is his opportunity, you know, to fix it. 
in this case, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us good. So the man went back to his wife. So the wife told him, she said, Rasulullah told you this, that you should be very kind to him. He said, yes, Rasulullah asked me to choose this person because he saw him praying to Allah. And also he asked me to be very kind to him. Subhanallah. What did the wife tell him? She said, my dear husband, you know, you will never reach the peak of acceptance, you know, acceptance of the advice given to you by Rasulullah unless if you free him. She need the person to work on her behalf to help her in the house because she's the only one who's doing. And now she get the support, who is the financial support for them and also, you know, physical support for them, you know, to, to handle many of the activities in the house. Subhanallah, but she wasn't thinking about that. She said, Rasulullah, I ask you to be kind. He said, yes. She said, to be honest with you, we will never reach the peak of being kind to this person in the way Rasulullah is advising us, except when we free him. He just looked at him. After waiting for so long for this opportunity to come, he looked at him and he decided to get the best in the Akhirah. He said to him, You go, you are free for the sake of Allah. And also there is a lesson also here. For those of us who are being negligent in their prayers. Wallahi, that is a great lesson in this story of this person. That is a great lesson. That your protection in this life lies in righteousness. Especially that righteousness that comes through the prayers. The, way, the same way the prayer saved this person in this life. And it is also going to save him if he is truthful and he maintain his prayers. It will save him according to the sunnah of the Prophet in the hereafter. He will never get into trouble. He will have a special discussion with Allah because of his prayers. So it's a great protection in this life. Do it. You will be protected by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That is a story attributed to Abdullah ibn Umar when he met Al-Hajjaj. And uh, Al-Hajjaj uh, uh, talked to Salim. Salim is the son of Abdullah ibn Umar. He really loved him so, so much, you know. Uh, until the time people also, I mean, they blame him for his love. He really loved his son so much, so much. So he was making an ashid. يَلُمُونَنِي فِي سَالِمٍ وَأَلُومُهُمْ وَجِلْدَةُ بَيْنَ الْعَيْنِ Salimu or something like that, you know. He says, it's like the, the, the skin, you know, in my eyes, you know. SubhanAllah. And Salim, the he deserve that? Yes, he's one of the great scholars in Islam. Why can't the father love him so much, you know? Great scholars, somebody who will inherit him in scholarship, you know. So they said Salim met Al-Hajjaj, you know, in the presence of Abdullah ibn Umar. And Abdullah, and you already know who is Al-Hajjaj. Al-Hajjaj told Salim, Salim, please take this, this, this man, go and kill him. What did he do? Nothing, you know. And that was Hajjaj. <laughs> so he took him. On the way, Salim looked at him and he says, brother, did you pray Fajr? He said, yes. He said, go. He let him go. Say, so you pray Fajr? He said, yes. He said, go. Salim came back to Hajjaj. And Hajjaj told him, Salim, did you kill the man? He said, no. <laughs> and you know, Hajjaj, you cannot say no to him. He said, no. He said, why? He said, how can you expect me to kill somebody who is under the protection of Allah? Didn't you hear that the Prophet said, Whoever prays Fajr, he will be under the protection of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. 
There's stories some scholars authenticate it, some scholars make it weak, but whether it is authentic or it is not authentic, but that hadith of Abu al-Haytham confirmed to us that prayer is a protection in this life, and it will protect you also in the hereafter. And dear brothers and sisters, wallahi, I really advise you to take this matter of prayer seriously. Focus on it and pay attention to it and make it the biggest capital you have after the Tawheed of Allah SWT. The righteous people in the past, whenever they get into trouble, the, the first thing that comes to their mind is prayer. Are we like this? You know? Are we like this? They were like that. Ibrahim, when his wife was into trouble, that tyrant king took her. The first thing he did was to pray to Allah. The wife, right after she reached the king, also she asked them to she asked them to give her water. She prays to Allah subhanahu wa taala, and Allah accepted her dua in a very unique way. Juraj Sahib Bani Israel, when he get into trouble, what did he do? He told them, please give me chance to pray to Allah subhanahu wa taala. He went also and prayed to Allah subhanahu wa taala and asked Allah subhanahu wa taala to protect him from this, uh, I mean, evil attitude of his people. And Allah protected him in a very unique way, miraculous way, you know. He came to a baby who was just recently born, uh, born you know. He hit his stomach and said to the boy, who is your father? Because they, they claim that this father belongs to Juraj. Juraj committed zina, this is what they said with that sister. And that was nothing but a lie. So the point is, you know, these are a series of reminders about how important is the prayer, you know. Allah subhanahu wa really put it, I mean, put so much you know, stress on it in the Quran and in the Sunnah of the Prophet Even Musa, when he met Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah commanded him, you know, when he spoke to Allah in that place, Allah subhanahu wa commanded him to pray. SubhanAllah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says, فَخْلَعَنَ عَلَيْكَ إِنَّكَ بِالْوَعْتِ الْمُقَدَّسِ Musa reached a place he never expected this to happen. Allah tell him you are in the, the most sacred you know, place at that moment because Allah SWT is present in that place. SubhanAllah. He said, remove your shoes, take off your shoes. Allah SWT spoke to him in that place. One of the things he told him, he asked him to pray. Prophet when he reached the heavens also, one of the things Allah SWT gave him is the prayers. So that's how important it is. So I really advise my dear brothers and sisters, if there is anything to be neglected, it shouldn't be the praise. So uh, back to the ayah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَقُلِ الْحَقُّ مِنْ رَبِّكُمْ You have to speak the truth even if it is not your manhaj. You know, you are not using the thing, but you know that this is the truth. You have to say it to the person who is seeking your advice. فَمَنْ شَعَفَ الْيُؤْمِنُ وَمَنْ شَعَفَ الْيَكْفُ Your job is to say the truth with wisdom. That's why the way to support the religion of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is as follows. Follow. Number one, to believe in Allah. Number two, to hold upon your faith, you know, to maintain your istiqama of that faith. You know. And to be patient and to invite people to that which you believe in, which you believe to be the correct one. Did you get an idea? To invite people on this. Simply the interpretation of Surah Al-Asr. That's how you can support the religion of Allah SWT. Don't worry about who is following, who is not following. The point is, are you speaking in the way Allah SWT wants or not? You should worry about this. Are you saying what Allah SWT wants or you're not? Are you using wisdom in conveying the message or not? Are you using the manhaj of the Prophet SAW or not? This should be the worry. Not about the people who accept you. Even if there is nobody who is listening, it doesn't matter. Nowadays, it's all about how many people are listening to you. You know. People might be interested in you because you have so many followers, you have so many students, you have so many this, this, this and that. No, 
no 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 at all it is not an indicator the most important thing is that you focus on your relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala what exactly are you saying and how are you saying it and when are you saying it are you following the manhaj of Rasulullah or not even if nobody accepted you it's okay it's okay you use wisdom use leniency gent uh, gentleness you know and softness to address people properly the rest you know their acceptance is up to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that's why we have heard about Prophet who went back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with nobody who accepted him. Nuh has been inviting them to Islam for 950 years. And they mentioned that only, you know, some said even only 40, uh, I'm sorry, 80 people accepted him. Believe it or not, there are some who said only four people accepted him. 950 years only. And let it be only 1 million people accepted him. 1,000 years only 1 million. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Only a few accepted him. Allah says, Except a few. Question, did he succeed? Yes, he succeeded. That prophet who had nobody who accepted him, did he succeed? Yes, he did succeed. Because they did convey the message in the way Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala asked them to do. So this is my job and your job, my dear brothers and sisters. To make sure that what you're doing is correct and to make sure that you follow the manhaj of the Prophet in, in your da'wah. Allah says, whoever wants to accept your word, let him accept it. Whoever wants to, to become kafir, let him be, become kafir. That is his choice, you know, that is his choice. Allah SWT told the Prophet you should just say the truth. They want to accept it, let them accept it. They don't accept it, this is up to them. But Allah says, Inna Allah SWT is always in that place of waiting, place where every single person is going to pass through him. You cannot escape this meeting with Allah. That's why he told us about those wicked people, you know, in Surah Al-Fajr. Allah SWT says, Alam Subhanallah. He describes the ad. He says, Lam Either themselves or the, the houses, the way they built the country. Nobody was like that, you know. They are so strong and very powerful. That's how Allah SWT created them. And also Allah SWT talk about the Thamud, those people who are so strong, you know, subhanAllah. They bring heavy rocks, you know. They don't even just go and make bricks and build their houses in the way we do it. That's so simple, you know. That's for people like us. They go and they get the mountain, the whole mountain, you know. They design houses, you know. They, 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 they cut the mountain, you know. They drill it and design their houses. Until now, some of the balance of their houses is still there in Saudi Arabia. وَثَمُودَ الَّذِينَ جَعْبُوا الصَّخْرَ بِالْوَعَدِ Allah mentioned these, you know, these are the, the, the most arrogant people in the, in the, across the nations, you know. SubhanAllah. They really disturbed. That's why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَفِرْعَوْنَ ذِي الْأَوْتَادِ الَّذِينَ اتَّغَوْ فِي الْبِلَادِ فَأَكْثَرُوا فِيهَا الْفَسَادِ Those people who were so arrogant in the cities, you know. And they increased the corruption in the, in the cities and they provide nothing but evil in the cities. What happened to them? Now they become part of the history. If, if not because Allah SWT narrates them in the Quran, well, they will be forgotten in the way so many criminals have been forgotten, you know. 
Allah says, فَأَكْثَرُوا فِيهَا الْفَسَادِ فَصَبَّ عَلَيْهِمْ رَبُّكَ سَوْتَ عَذَابِ إِنَّ رَبَّكَ الْبِالْبِصَادِ Allah says, they forgot that Allah SWT is waiting for them to finish that which has been decreed for them, that he is that in that waiting area. Nobody can escape him. That's why he said, فَصَبَّ عَلَيْهِمْ رَبُّكَ سَوْتَ عَذَابِ So Allah SWT is here also talking to the Prophet people. Don't worry that much, you know, at the beginning of the surah, Allah SWT told him, why you worry so much, you're almost going to kill yourself, you know, you're almost going to be in a state of depression, which might, you know, you know cause you to lose your life, you know, you're going to de de destroy your life because of these people, why you worry about them, you know. Allah says, Just tell them the truth. They want to accept it, accept it. They don't want to accept it, let them go. Allah says, Inna Say, let them go. They're going to meet us, Allah SWT said. And we prepare for the oppressors, naran, hell, which is going to be, they will be surrounded inside the hell by the walls of, the, of that hell. That's when they cannot go out, they cannot escape the place. Allah SWT put fences, you know, to stop everyone from, from running away. Allah says he will put them in hell when they meet. As long as they reject you, Ya Rasulullah, he said, don't worry. You just convey the message, keep conveying the message, keep using the wisdom, keep being lenient, you know, and gentle, and do whatever you can do, but don't compromise the truth. Tell them the truth. Don't say to them what they want. And don't stay away from the good ones. Always be in the company of the good ones. He says we provide in hell for those criminals. And in this hell, if they are to look for support, when they look for help and they're looking for the water, Allah SWT will give them the water. Kalmuhul, they said this is just like a metal, you know, that you melted with melted, you know, uh, metal, you know, you know, right after you put it in the fire, it is still liquid. You give somebody to drink, subhanAllah. You know, this is the drink of the people in hell. Allah SWT says, Yeshwul Buju. It burns, it fried the face, you know. Some of the Mufassirin says, this water, when they take the cup, you know, they, they're trying to drink it. You know, the steam, when it comes and touch the face, the flesh will melt, you know, and fall down. So that's the place where Allah SWT is preparing for the criminals. May Allah SWT protect us from being among those people who will be uh, placed in this place. So Allah says, بِئْسَ الشَّرَابُ وَسَاءَتْ مُرْتَفَقَهَا What an evil drink was that drink, you know. If you're looking for an evil drink, is that drink. وَسَاءَتْ مُرْتَفَقَهَا And Allah SWT says, بِئْسَ الشَّرَابُ وَسَاءَتْ مُرْتَفَقَهَا he says, uh, to have a place of accommodation, a place of dwelling, you know, and place of mating, and place of uh, a, a combination with others, you know. These are all the meaning of the murtafaqa, manzil and accommodation, you know, place where uh, you gather so many things. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, if you are looking for the most evil place to be dwelled in, is this place of, of hell. And then after that, Allah SWT talk about the believers, which will be the beginning of our lesson next uh, next uh, class, insha'Allah. So I will stop here, bi'idhin Allah, hoping that I will see you. Uh
on uh, Monday the class will be continuous until the end of uh, Ramadan inshallah so hoping to have three more classes I will try to see to, to summarize you know as much as I can uh, unless we can reach the story of uh, Musa alayhi salam inshallah if not all the, the stories in the in the surah so barakallahu feekum may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant all of you good and success in life and be with you wherever you are innahu bi kulli jamilin kafil subhanakallahumma wa bihamdik ashhadu an la ilaha illa anta astaghfiruka wa atubu ilaik arrahman ilaik al mic Amin, Amin, you too. First question is by Sister Wendy. Naam, Jamal. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullah. This statement says, be busy with conveying the message and Allah will protect you from the people. Is it often put on the harm of people or does it include comprehensively uh, the help that Allah will give us to mend our affairs between us and people, including the families. Yeah, all forms of pre, uh, uh, protection, Sister Murni, it is not restricted to a type of protection. Anything you need. You know, Allah SWT put an eye of protection on you, be light Allah throughout your life, inshallah. May Allah SWT grant us good. When looking for a spouse, are there indications or practical methods we can take to know the person is sincerely righteous inwardly and not just on the outside outwardly appearance? Abdrabad, I missed the question when looking for a spouse or the education? Are there indications? Uh, indications. Or what is inside and hidden? It is not our job. We're not even supposed to look for that. That's why looking for the information about somebody's religion and attitude and manners is supposed to be taken from others. You know, unfortunately, we take him, we take it from the person himself nowadays. That's why we always get disappointed. Imagine you call a person and tell him, "Are you righteous?" <laughs> you think he's going to tell you, "No, he's not righteous." You know? So we we don't do that. You know, some people find it, you no, know, so strange. Why do you need to ask others? No, these type of things, because these are matters of dealing with others. So we should ask others to tell us about the way they see the behavior and the attitude of this person, and also the way they see him practicing the religion. And we'll just listen to the comment from the community. Yeah, the community says, yeah, is, uh, he's coming to the masjid, he's right al masjid. The community says, yeah, this person is very good, very, very good, very good. You know, she studied in this school and subhanAllah, she maintained her, uh, her you know, shyness and uh, she, uh, she protects her honor and dignity in the school. She doesn't mix with uh, the opposite gender. She, 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 you have all of these things from the people you can trust. So you keep gathering and collecting and then you make a decision after that. And be in light, Allah, you will not regret, inshallah.
No, the objectives of the Adhan of Uthman is gone then, you know, so we, we should do it uh, at the moment we give people, you know, it is not too early, let's say you do it in the morning, no, uh, you do it, uh, let's say if, uh, Friday is, uh, Friday prayer is at 1, so you make the Adhan 12, you know, uh, one hour is more than enough for people to get ready, you know, 12 or 30 minutes, you know, so all good, you know. Because the, pur the purpose is to remind them about the preparation to come for, for the Friday, uh, Friday prayer early. Mm. So we keep that Adhan of Uthman anhu. we don't change it. Yeah. If uh, they need it in those days, we need it more actually now. Question by Shrabundi. Shaykh, when we want facts pertaining to another person, uh, which our work requires us to be careful mm. about. Is this considered spying on the person or is it permissible? Uh, the fact about others? Yeah, you, you just check about others when there is a need for that. Marriage need or a business need. Then you ask people to tell you about who they are. This one is okay. It's not backbiting, but you just have to restrict yourself to the need. Don't ask about information which is not related to the need. Then it will be backbiting. May Allah grant us good. Yes, that. According to the Qaeda for the Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah, anyone who died in Islam, anyone who died in Islam is used Tarahman. It's halal for us to look for the, the Rahmah and to ask Allah SWT to forgive him. The condition is Islam. No matter how much bad he is, we ask Allah SWT to forgive him. Jazakumullah khairan, barakallahu feekum. See you insha'Allah on Monday. Barakallahu feekum. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu.